I say that every time, but that's because they're all special. Uh, Randy's not here, so sitting in for Randy. Timmy. Timmy. Tim what? I swear to God, if you don't leave those extra M's and A's, I only do. I only do it because everyone tenth season just hates it. So every time you tell me, y'all don't like it, I'm gonna keep doing it. <sighs> and it is basketball season. We talked a lot of NBA this week, but now it's time for us to talk some local basketball. Introduce yourself to our audience, guess. Uh, Olin Smith, uh, originally from Sanibel, uh, ended up in Marietta Charter for prep school and ventured off into Canada. All right, so we're going to get into your basketball background a bit, but where I wanted to start with this, because you do your work out of Canada now, and I think... I think this is applicable for all of us. When we were coming up, I don't think a lot of young Bahamians saw Canada as a viable option Never. for their basketball careers. That mindset has shifted drastically. I think not just for us, but yeah. for youth basketball in general. What's been your reception from a lot of the young players and looking at Canada? Well, to start off, I feel like Canada has pretty much made a name for themselves by uh, staying out of that limelight when it comes to a negative feedback from the political views so when it, in terms of having someone like Trump as the president of the United States and uh, with the visas and all that stuff that play a huge impact with young athletes coming up not only from the Bahamas but everywhere and um, Canada right now has always been open to the fact that uh, if you're talented, if you're willing to put in some work to uh, in the schooling, and if you want to go ahead and say, I want to find permanent residency status within Canada, you're more than welcome to come that route. So it's a little easier to deal with going the Canada route right now um, than going to the state. So it's very, very popular choice by a lot of people right now. Yeah, and not just in terms of getting the paperwork across, but Canada has built up its bona fides in youth basketball. They oh, beat yeah. the USA in, yeah. in under-19s. So the difference, what, what I've been seeing, uh, right now I do a lot of youth and uh, like college training for a lot of the kids and young, young men playing at the university level. Uh, the difference is uh, they start very young. Uh, we don't have a lot of youth developing programs, not only here, but... Um, in Canada they've kind of make it a focal point they make it their first priority to make sure that kids uh, at the primary school level at the junior school level uh, go high and beyond just playing four or five games in a season you have different training camps you have uh, tournaments you have um, different athletes from all over coming down to introduce themselves let them know like hey you can step out of this comfort zone that you see every day and and uh, actually put in a little extra work so that you can pretty much separate yourself from your peers at a young age. You don't have to wait until you get in 10th grade, 11th grade. And for, for us as Bahamians, we get, uh, we get to see that kind of late. So we always one step or two steps behind when it comes to competition play. You know what I mean? So we have to really work on fixing that. 
And this is all because of Vince Carter, right? Because I, <laughs> I, no, I really think that this entire shift in Canada's basketball culture started with Vince Carter. Really one started, half, half amazing. It started with the slam dunk contest. Like, that's legitimate, right? Uh, safe, safe to say, yeah. He, he definitely shifted the culture a bit. I, I had no idea I would be in, in Canada um, playing basketball or... Uh, and now even considering like taking on coaching or training heavily because um, a few years back I was I was really looking at playing overseas and trying to get into playing pro somewhere I didn't care where I just wanted to say like hey I want to take my talents focus my time and energy into uh, saying that someone from Centerville that's the only thing I was thinking of someone from Centerville actually went out did more than what they could than just making it on a team but they're doing something kind of big. So anytime I leave and come back, I could tell people like, hey, now I'm doing this and I could I could help you get from here to get to where I was or get to where I'm going. You know what I mean? So it's always what I can do now, what I can try to help out and how I can get people kind of sorted out elsewhere. All right, let's, let's take it back a bit to your hoop dreams, how that started. <laughs> Uh, and before Olin goes on, I just like to say, so me and Olin been friends from like grade one, and he was always the best. How you possible. remember your friends from grade one? Because you do pr- not remember your friends lit. from grade one. You lying. Well, I like I just told this girlfriend that like, when I was in when I was in grade four, five, and six, I had a birthday tradition. Me, Olin, <laughs> and two other friends. Oh, we, you, we would you, go you, to the movies. That on the air, yeah, man, we go to the movies. So that's how I remember him. We used to go to the movies <laughs> in the game room. Dog, we used to go to the game room in the mall. So I remember Olin from grade one. And he was always the best basketball player I knew personally um, from Saddam to Tussak. And I always said, but this player can make it big time. So I always knew it was going to happen, even though we might not think it was going to happen. But I knew it was going to happen. It's just weird to see that all these years later, he's actually trying to do the other side, like the coaching. So that was a shock to me, too. I said, I figured now it would have been at least, you know, in China or Japan <laughs> or something. You feel like uh, Timmy's just saying that to try to be on the right side of history now? <laughs> I, I mean, that's what I gathered from that. That's what I felt like it was. I mean, I don't know. Uh, did he really say that back then? Did Timmy always say, you know what, you're the best basketball player I know? I don't think he would, he would tell me that right then, but mm-hmm. uh, he'd always say, like, bro, that was, that was good. Like, the game was solid. Something like that. Something that relates to uh, you actually. Gotcha. Yeah, you know? <laughs> so at what point did you identify and say, you know what, basketball is going to be the route that I'm going to go? Uh, I think with John Todd. I had uh, John Todd was my... Uh, I'd say first teacher per se and um, one thing that he taught me was uh, make your layups <laughs> yeah. other than that like, he, he told everyone else that like this this is crazy so uh, while going to SAC I had maybe one other person who was in, my, in our set that was even in the conversation of making John Todd's junior boys team and um uh, you remember Danilo, Danilo? Yeah, true. Yeah, mm-hmm. DJ Tree. He actually was really good. He was bigger than I was, but Pause. anything else, I was, yeah, I was definitely, <laughs> um, say, not to boost my own. Oh, no, go ahead and do that. I feel like, no, this we is support, the person. We support that. We, su- we support that. This is the perfect platform for that. Like, this is where you come to talk all your stuff. You could right. do that now. That's fine. Yeah, so, I mean, I was playing with, with guys in grade 10 and 9. And they and, couldn't see you. And no one else was playing at that level yet, which um, I didn't care about where I was. I just was having fun at the time. So it didn't really hit me like I'm actually that good. It didn't hit me. So Todd actually put me inside and said, look, everybody else doing this. 
catch the ball and sprint down the court 100 miles an hour. That's like, yeah, I mean, that's it's basketball. That's the way I see it. If I quicker than the person in front of me, then I got it. Mm-hmm. So he, he stopped me. is like, why don't we work on half-speed drills? You know, like going through, you have someone in front of you, just go probably get the, the court half court, half speed, and then by the time you know when you could beat that person, let's see if you can hit them with a quick move and then attack. That right there changed my kind of view with junior basketball and how I would look at it in the future, hands down. But I think for most of us, our basketball skills, well, at least here in the Bahamas, it, it isn't honed at schools, I would say. I would say when you once you get to your school and you're identified as one of the good players, yeah. then they take it from there. So, yeah. was yours honed in your neighborhood? Like, where'd you where'd you get your chops? Like, how how did Santa the Park. there Stan you go? Sandville Park. I uh, my brother Stan Smith. Um, I have cousins who have always been pretty huge with uh, just. I live Sandville Park. I live a hop, skip, and jump. I, I on the court. So Horatio Poitier, aka Yellow. Yeah. Uh, big time sedans, um, basketball player. He was a celebrity at one point. Yeah, I used to call him Point God. <laughs> I don't know if you all know, but Yellow led St. Anne's to three straight championships, which was unheralded. Like, so I know who that was I when I was a kid. good that you actually know who that is. So yeah, I yeah. can relay some things that he would have me do. Uh, Yellow is one of those uh, guys who would pretty much make you feel that you could pretty much jump over the sky. I don't know how is that possible. I saw him do that when he was coaching Prince Will for a while. Like he, he, no, he. I understand exactly what you mean with that. Oh, we both look at this guy. You see, like this is a pretty blue sky. Mm. Look at you, like what do you mean? It's orange. This guy is orange. You make it whatever you want it to be. And I didn't. And you asked what he was talking about. Like what this guy talking about? The sky is clearly blue. What are you talking about? But anyway, he. As far as a basketball concept, he would have me out on the court. Uh, doing drills with my left hand, uh, and sometimes we'd run from Sandville Park uh, straight to Cabbage Beach and back. From I was in grade seven at the time, and that was just when I introduced Todd introduced himself to me and vice versa. So at that time, I I was having fun, and then that summer we ended up having a little click. Like Yellow had me at first, and then next thing you know. Had a bunch of kids from elsewhere who said, you know what, if he doing it, I want to just start working up to it. That became something that uh, almost formed into a tradition. So every summer, something should be going on where if I don't come back and do it, maybe someone else should come back and say, hey, I want to help out and do something with the kids in there. Okay, so your basketball career, how good was SAC during those years when you were there? We, we didn't lose. At all? No. Undefeated, straight through your time and seeing your boys. No, with Timmy I, on the sidelines cheering. I didn't stay to see. I ended up. I was so curious with competition that I had parents who was uh, trying to push me into the right avenue to say you chase whatever you want to do, and I was I was lucky with that. But at the same time, it, it was kind of difficult because I would go from school to school, and then once I get to the, get got to the states, it was like this the real world. Because I always been smaller than people and quicker than people and had a little better jump shot than people in the Bahamas. But once I go to the States, the 
these boys was on something else. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it was nice enough to see that I actually was still holding my own with my peers, you know, and that, that right there was, was definitely something special. Uh, Timmy, did the entire St. Augustine's uh, population did, did they all cry when he left? Was it, it, was it, it, was, it, was, it was beef because he left, he went to D, then he went to Prince. The Prince was our enemy, so there was like, this boy going to Prince, well, like, how dare he? So it was like, whenever Prince used to play, he used to be like, wait, after this boy. Really? I didn't know that. Hold on. So, this see, this is the mindset of young Bahamian basketball fans right there. How were y'all thinking that in high school? Now I get why people think that about Kevin Durant here. <laughs> now I understand. That's how all y'all think. Y'all think that way from before y'all do BJC. We always had to suck against the Roman mentality. So, because it's it was, because you people are insane. Yeah. I hope I could find this photo. I hope you were sticking up for your boy. No, yeah, because I, I I knew him before I saw. So I used to I when I used to go to that game, I used to be neutral to vote for nobody. I used to I used to be there and enjoy a good basketball game. I was like, yeah, yeah, sock. I'd be like, yeah, well, then, no. So be like, it's a good game. It's a good because I can't go back to school on Monday and, and be like, but you sure for Prince Will? And I can't go home and say, but but you tell me I knew from you was born. I can't. So I was neutral. So so this is no a quick quick little article. That's how serious it was. Oh, the beef was real then. Yeah, so this article states, just for just for everybody who's listening, Falcon Smith returns to haunt the machines. That's it right there, Tony. Just, just in case. I remember that article. I remember that's, that. That's how you know it was real. And also, <laughs> how much did you put up that game? But you know, I just was about to tell you this. I didn't even play the whole game. But how much did you put up there? I had 16 that game. In like a half? No, it was three quarters. Okay. And a buddy of mine, uh, Rashad Williams, he had probably 23 of them, yeah. something like that that game. And I was like, just sitting down, because Coach, Coach McQuay was then Prince Williams coach. Mm -hmm. So he kind of grabs like, all right, maybe we'd have people around who might kind of draw too much attention to this, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he was like, when we come out, we'll start off strong, put a trap out, and um, Put put someone to put me and Donnie Moss down just so we won't have to worry about well we already up by a certain amount of points let's leave it there. Rashad was going to work I you didn't do that. That's a ridiculously talented team just based <laughs> exactly. off the three names you called just yeah, now. Yeah we 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 made history that year. We was beating government schools, traveling around, beating American teams. Uh, the guard play that year was probably on par with uh, some of the top talented teams in that era. Okay, so you make that jump and then, you, well, you touched on it briefly, but we'll dive more into that now. How did your mentality have to change once you got to the U.S. and you realize I'm no longer this big fish in yeah. this little pond. I'm just one of a thousand people with yeah. the same hoop dream. How do I chase this? It was it was then when I uh, had to, sorry, had to shift my kind of train of thought. Like I'm not the quickest. I'm not. I'm not now the most skillful dribbler on the floor, but uh, I do turn turn heads whenever I do something out there. But uh, I w it was then that I said, you know what, I should focus on how to score within, uh, like picking spots. And that's something that I feel is not taught here. Like um, I was introduced with picking spots uh, in my prep school. Um, where was that? At Marietta, Georgia. Okay. Right. So anytime uh, in transition or in, in, inside a half-court setting, you would know that uh, you know where you're comfortable to put the ball up. You know when your percentage will be at your highest. And it's then that I was like, you know what? 
this will separate me from everybody else. So I started to less focus on the three-pointers and come in a bit, because if I could break someone down and uh, do a sidestep or a step back, I could actually get my shot off, and I would be comfortable within that area. Instead of shooting six three-pointers and possibly hitting two or three, I could have the mid-range all day and end up with 20 points. But you know the game has since gone the oh, complete yeah. opposite oh, yeah. way now. Oh, yeah. And that's 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 so that's something that we actually have to get back to. Like not don't just teach run up and down and shoot three pointers because that's quite frankly that's not basketball. Like you should be knowing one how to find your spots, how to uh, defensive side, how to hedge, how to actually talk on defense, how to communicate on both sides. These are the things that we have to get back into the schools, get back into the coaches uh, heads and get back into the players minds have you t have you taken in any uh bahamian high school basketball games recently <laughs> okay so quick story <clears throat> a few months back i think i won't call the school's names i, I won't do that but we were i was sitting down i'm gonna try to guess it so i was sitting down with uh, another coach in canada and i was i was bragging about like the talent that we had beforehand before i turned the game on and uh the game started and he came late so i was like just giving giving me giving myself like okay I, I hope this game is a good one so let me just watch it first before he come to the door or whatever um the score was first quarter i think about 8 12. very cool um as soon as the coach comes in he sat down got some drink we started talking a bit and i press play Oop. next thing i know someone's cursing on the sideline it's the coach and uh oh, got it yep yeah <laughs> This was in the timeout, and they went back before he could even sit down. He's looking at me like, "This is this is live." He's looking at me like, "This is live." I was like, "Yeah, they they recorded live, you know." So get back into it, running up and down, and uh, he was like, "Wow, these guys are fast." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, they're pretty fast." I already saw the first couple minutes, so I already knew what type of game it was. And um, oh, I know what type of game it is once we walk in the gym. Yeah, like, so, I, <laughs> I know. Up and down, and. Um, Another two minutes pass, and it was more so turnover, turnover. Uh, go to the rim, Harlem Globe, try to lay up, round the head, round the shoulder, whatever the case may be. Hope, hope for the foul or right, yeah, throw up some. That type. So he stopped the the the, part, the, the, the video and was like, um, so what are, you, what are you doing for the rest of the night? Uh, Want to go in for a brew? I was like, oh, shit. Hey, well, I guess we ain't watching this game, so... Uh, yeah. You missed you miss the big quote, though. Is this basketball in the Bahamas? Listen, unfortunately, <laughs> that's a lot of what it is. Like, yeah. be 100 with it. It's turned into, for the most part, it's a track meet. It is a track meet. Um, in a lot of cases, you, you do see shifts of potential like that's something that the bahamas has always been blessed with. yeah we always have potential that's why the coaches keep coming they will come to any showcase yep. because they know the athleticism yep. that's here they want to take that and they can impart knowledge onto that exactly. and turn that into incredible players so anytime myself uh, or donnie those two names in particular anytime we go ahead and mention okay we we about to do something or we about to try and get coaches involved it then turns into i'm in before we can even explain what it is i'm in and uh it, it's it's kind of it's getting repetitive now you know in a positive way more so now than back then 
because we both kind of made a name for ourselves. Um, me here in, in the States uh, and in Canada, whereas Donnie has been a huge, huge role model for a lot of people actually going through uh, his neighboring parts like um, Hay Street and um, going into the Holland Colleges and other parts of Canada. So in the future, we look to really try and change that mindset of uh, Amish don't really have good basketball and get back into teaching because the simple things is what's going to get you recruited, not how high you can jump, how fast you can run anymore because we know you can do that. The secret's already out. Bahamians are very, very, very athletic and very, very fast. What else can you do? Can you actually talk on the court? Can you actually set screens? Can you actually communicate on defense and on offense? Can you actually run a play? Can you remember plays? Can you communicate with your coach that, hey, I know what you are referring to right now. I'm going to show you on the floor. Uh, let me answer a lot of that. <laughs> no. <laughs> also, CC lost that game. Question for you, oh, um, you are you going through all this basketball? Um, all the, you don't have the itch now just to play because I mean you're still young. You in twenty, you I know your age, but I say, but yeah. you're still young enough to make it to the states. Like, or I mean, sorry, in Europe, you don't have that itch. Like, yeah, I want to teach my yeah. baby brothers how to play ball, but you still can make a name for yourself somewhere yeah. playing, making uh, some money. I could have, I could have been playing right now. Actually, I could have been playing for um, Halifax, Halifax Hurricanes. Um, it's not big time. Uh, I had an opportunity to. to say take on the tryout and all that stuff but um one of my biggest fans was just sitting next to me trying to tell me like hey we we either go the route of trying out and being this having this hectic like of life of um going back and forth with the road trips and stuff like that or uh, stay one place and try and focus on how we could actually get our brand off the ground and see about helping more than just me and um something what I feel was kind of a little bigger than me making a couple of dollars in a year or two because even if I had to play I wasn't going to be playing for like five or six years I only wanted to do like maybe one or two if I had to mm-hmm. but um, I feel like what I'm about to do would be bigger than just playing any type of pro ball right now perfect segue you could get into radio so let's <laughs> let's get into your program bigger than you bigger than just playing basketball uh, yeah. tell us about the program, start from the ground level, we'll work our way up. Okay, so Empower Sports Network is the brand name itself, and uh, we've we've actually formed this last year uh, just off of doing three training sessions on Tenement Park. Um, Brittany to my left, Brittany Allen, who has always been around, uh, has been helping me out with getting kids at least help either through school or schoolwork or any any form of help that just to keep them away from getting in trouble per se. And the very first day that we said like, hey, we're gonna just do it. Don't worry about what anyone say, and you know, uh, it was four kids, four kids the very first day, and. Um, Two days later, 45. And that's something that I... Right in my serious. Yeah, so I, it, it actually taught me that this is a necessity. This is a necessity. Like kids coming from Mason's Edition, uh, Hay Street, Sunlight. Um, you have all sorts of schools that's nearby, like um, uh, D. 
DWD. Yeah. yeah, like that was the major, major school that was impacted. And that's the school for Hoopers. Yeah, and not only that, like uh, it, it's a troubled place to be if you're not really like focus. Um, so with, with seeing the necessity and seeing the impact that it would have, uh, we then started to say focus on how we could turn it into a brand, and that's where Empower Basketball came into play. Uh, we took it to Canada and we started doing training sessions at the Canada Game Center, and uh, parents parents just fell in love with it because it wasn't just someone with big like. If you go there, you have some coaches who. Are, pushing 200 and some pounds, they can't do the drills. They can't really, uh, they, t- they talk it out. They can't go on the court and say, all right, let me show you how to do this. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, sit down and talk with the athlete and say, you know what? Uh, we should work on this, this, and this. And then, all right, how's school going? Uh, if you have trouble with school, well, we, we got help for you too. Like, you don't have anything to be ashamed about. It's more than just basketball. Uh, but with this particular brand, it's not it's not um, only basketball focused. Right now it is, but it's going to be something that touch base on football, soccer, uh, and every and every other sport just to try and bridge not only uh, sports within the Bahamas, but try and tie in Canada and the Bahamas. That's the main objective. So tell us about why you chose the name Empower itself. Um, it's something that I believe in. Um, it's always been something for me to say empower, uh, empower someone, and uh, I feel I truly feel that uh, leaders, uh, good leaders, they mentor. Uh, you're not a good leader if you don't know how to mentor. And um, for me, mentoring is something that uh, uh, has a really good connection with empowering someone. Because if I'm giving you the tools to say um, carry on what I've learned or something that I wasn't good at to give you the tools to become better than I am, then that's me empowering you to become something that's bigger than not only myself, but bigger than anything that may come at you uh, to say adversities or some trial tribulations. I know last week, um, so you went to um, James Stern and Luther yeah, and you had DW. Yeah. How, how's the talent, um, in your opinion, in the Luther? Uh, well, first of all, we need we need more people traveling to places like that. Like that's one of a uh, well, that particular location. Um, it, the only reason I was there was um, it, it was the best facility, the best on the island. On the island, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> Bill Landers is um, the the leader or the head of the Bible community, Bible Center, Bible Training Center, and. Um, he was more than open, more than welcoming to say, well, whatever you're doing with that's kids focus, whatever you're doing that's getting kids from Hatchet Bay, from any other settlement out of their houses, uh, out of the street, you're welcome. And I, I was more than happy to do that. But uh, more to your question, uh, there's a few kids there who I feel could definitely um, be seen, not only from coaches, let's say Freeport or Nassau, Nassau but uh, if they had the right help, they could definitely go on to say, get a scholarship, not only on the high school level, but potentially university or college. And you also went to DW, and like now I said, that's, that's the hoop school, so how yeah. was the, the DW grad? So, so day one, day one, we had, we had about 20, 22, 20, between 22 and 25 people mm-hmm. in each other. And uh, you could tell right away that people was excited about showing off. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Mark Hanna was there too, so it was like, 
and I had a little brief kind of description as to who I was for mm-hmm. people who wasn't familiar. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh boy, I used to one of the best to come through, you know, there was whatever. And people heard that, and a few kids that actually was either in D.W. Davis or played against Mark Hanna, they were like, well, he was that good then i should i should definitely put on a show i was about to say <laughs> if you go in there and you get that co-sign from hannah yeah. you was one of the best to come through d yeah. them kids automatically and all yeah it was off the top it was something that it, see i i don't i one of the kids approached me uh this is off topic one of the kids approached me last and was like you, you don't look like you play ball he was a pretty boy <laughs> I say, but you, you 12, what you, what you talking about? 12 year olds different now than when we were 12. This dude 12. They ain't the same. Like, like he know me from, from years back. Like, you can't play ball. You can't play ball. Pretty ball. You're no baller, boy. So I say, all right, cool. I play him one-on-one, though. Play him one-on-one, seven-zip. Anyway, with that, I digress. We ended up uh, in the clinic the first day. And um, after showing off, after everybody got that out of their system, uh, I ended up going in the huddle, calling them, call them in and said, hey, look, all right, I get it. Like, everybody want to be seen, everybody want to be recognized for something. But uh, if I was to say I could sign four or five people today off of the first session or the first 20 minutes or whatever we were doing, no one would be signed. Hit them with a dime Zero. No one. Zero. No one. Uh, you could tell a couple of them was like, hey, what this boy talking about? Way been trying to cross this way up and shoot three pointers. That ain't it. Like, that will not get you to the next level. I said, talk, set screens, communicate. Uh, find your spots, find where you're comfortable, and then work on how you can get everybody else involved. Like that's that's basketball, mm-hmm. and um, it, it was a good showing. As a few kids that I actually came down to recruit for uh, University of Saint Mary's, mm-hmm. and um, I was happy to see that it wasn't just all like mouth. Mm-hmm. Kid could actually play. Uh, apart from being super athletic, could run the floor, could play defense. And um, it was it was definitely something that I appreciated coming back to see. And something interesting you told me um, when you was up in Canada that um, was it Canada called? Sorry, the center you were at in Canada, the training facility. The Canada Games, yeah. yeah. And you said um, it certain drills you do that these dudes don't ever get inside from their own coaches. Just talk to me about that, like the actual drills. So we have we have a few things that not only focus on. Uh, just dribbling the ball, but it's more so how many things can you multitask while working out. So it's hand-eye coordination, uh, foot placement, and just being balanced at all costs because if you're not balanced, then why are you even trying to attempt a shot? If you're falling backwards, you know, <laughs> your back lateral with the ground, you're trying to still shoot the ball like that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, they see it in the NBA all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so why, why even try and turn that into something that you practice, you know? Mm-hmm. So we have we have a few things that we try to focus on in terms of being able to do all that uh, while being uh, really keen on the particulars with being focused and being balanced and being able to uh, get each and every shot off the way that you want to because that's, that's what offensive players do. Mm-hmm. They get off the shot that they want to and... Um, it's not being locked up by any defender, you know. And from your 
that was what, two days Lucha, two days in Nassau. What can you see? How far you think is the gap from what you could be able to teach them to change their mindset? Like how far you think it is for some of them, maybe like four or five to actually make it? Uh, I think Realistically, like if they spend, say they spend like two hard good weeks yeah. actually listening and implementing what you're teaching them. Um, I'll be brutally honest right now because um, it's at the high school level, I, I think a lot of them is too late mm-hmm. um, because they already have in their heads that uh, they they got it. You know, everybody think they got the. So you is to tell me that I get exactly. I'm playing well like sense. Everybody at that high school level feel like they have the sauce. They feel like they have what it takes to make it to the NBA, and it's because they're locked into this this barrier, this surrounding the surrounding plot where they only know what they see and until we get out of that until we actually understand that it's more to it um, we have to go ahead and get into that youth you know try and get the kids out from primary school so that before they could build up these bad habits before they could start uh, building up these egos of, I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, they would then know, like, the simple triple threat and job mm-hmm. when I go ahead and shift my defender's body uh, and if I'm working on my jump shot, that's all I really need rather than dribbling the ball five and ten times in one spot just so I can look good on mm-hmm. camera because I see uh, a Tentia Senior or No New Sports mm-hmm. or Three Amigos inside the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something that we, we have to definitely change. I feel like you just said uh, we caused this entire break down in Bahamian <laughs> basketball by putting a camera in their faces. <laughs> so you said they're too late by the time they get in high school. So do you most of them, most of them. So do you see Empower focusing on the primary school or even before them? Like, does that a checklist for you? Like, let me attack them. Instead of trying to change their habits now, let me start when they're younger. So uh, <laughs> you're trying to leak out too much right now. <laughs> Oh, that was going to be my next question. Like, <laughs> and I'm still going to ask that question, but go ahead. But, um, no, my answer was on the side. You're going to know how you get this, tra- listen, get this trade. <laughs> listen. So, it, it, it's definitely in the works. Uh, for right now, I'll leave it at that. It's definitely in the works. Um, because the kids, at that, the kids that we have here in the Bahamas today, they, they are our future. I grew up playing mini basketball, playing super mini. You mentioned Coach Todd. He had us doing all of that stuff. When my son was four and I was looking for some place to put him, I wanted him to be a part of a structure, be a part of a strong development program. He ended up playing baseball because baseball had that great structure in place. They got Freedom Farm, they got JBLN. As much basketball as is played in this country, kids that age don't have that. They don't have somewhere they could go where you could get that structure. You picking it up and you playing in your neighborhoods like all of us did. You trying to get on your school team and that's it. Why is basketball so far behind in that aspect when you have more people hooping than probably any other sport? I, I think it fall on... <laughs> you gotta be careful with this question. No, you don't. <laughs> we don't do careful over here. <laughs> Alright, so uh, this, this is just my opinion. I, I feel that it fall. It really falls on our, our leaders. Uh, the pioneers of basketball who, who make it their first priority to say... Uh, I, I don't only want to just give back, but it's how you give back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing that you see when anyone make it or the, uh, when anyone tend to 
make a shift in their surrounding or their lifestyle abroad, the first thing they want to do when they come back is host a tournament. So in these tournaments, you see the same thing. And with doing that, we have we have a lot of people who is left out. We have the youth, the very like little youth that's left out. And we have females that's left out a lot of the times. And then we have that structure of teaching that's left out. So I, I feel that it falls on uh, the leaders, the guys who, like myself, like people who's, who've done something within their communities, who've had some name behind them, who could actually pull people from left and right to say, hey, let's just work out. Let's just work out. Let's just grab one or two kids who is in primary school, junior high, and see how well we could actually get something going. It don't have to be something to say, like, we're going to make a ton of money from it, uh, but just... You be a leader. Hey, you will make a ton of money from it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm a parent. I know a lot of parents that think the way I think. Yeah. You will make a ton of money for it. So, Empire Mini Basketball League starting in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the existence. Uh, let's, let's laugh that way up. <laughs> okay. I mean, listen, breaking news. We just did that. <laughs> Uh, the, we, could, we could go back to this part when it happens. Be like we we spoke. In the me and Timmy are like Woj and Shams. We just broke that. We're gonna put it. We're gonna put it on Twitter. Put that in my black book. We're gonna put it on Twitter. So, how often do do you get to come back home and and do this kind of thing? Because I know uh, where Donnie works very closely with recruiting. I know he's been responsible for getting players to Canada. I know other coaches like like Gino Bullet have right. done the same thing yeah. in, in getting players, facilitating them right. to Canada. Yeah. And, you know, he does his thing here at NPA. How often do guys like you and Donnie get to give back and, and actually recruit in this, uh, well, in the country? This is my very, very first time actually saying coming back to recruit. I've always been willing to come back and just fool around with uh, like training I've always been really really particular with trying to teach and train but um, after being approached by uh, one of the universities this past couple weeks uh, this is still fresh um, it was it was then that I was like this is it's pretty cool to actually have an opportunity to you know, give uh, one or two students like hey you could actually play ball uh, let's get you off of the island and um, I could definitely see myself doing more with it. Like instead of me coming down, why don't I come down with the coaches? You know, invite six of them to come down and say, uh, host their own clinic and see about grabbing people from the family islands that have an opportunity to play and show their talents in front of, in front of these coaches. You know, do something different because everybody comes to come back or uh, doing the same thing, it gets pretty re repetitive. You know? And uh, I think it's time to give give everybody in Canada and elsewhere a chance to really see what what a good teaching and what good molding can do um, to our Bahamian kids that's coming up for the future. Can we talk about the players that you were down here to recruit this time? Uh, I could tell you their description. I, I don't want to call names because it's not official yet. Okay, give me descriptions. I feel, I mean, I know them all, so I'm going to guess. Uh, let's yeah, go. I, I feel like you would, you would guess. So, um... Uh, day one of the D.W. Davis camp, uh, there was a kid, uh, I'll, I'll even put an age of 20. 20 years old, 6'5", uh, really athletic, throw the ball up on top of the square, he's going to get it. 
Um, we had to briefly stop the training session because of how he dumped on someone. Yikes. Yeah, it was that bad. I got some ideas. So <laughs> after seeing that, um, I was like, okay, athletic, check. We, we already knew that because that's just one of the, the recruiting points before I even came down to the Bahamas that he's a freak athlete. Okay, cool. Uh, I won't even recruit off of uh, athletic ability. I want to see exactly how well he runs, how he talks, if he dribbles, can he shoot. And um, each one of those boxes was checked off for me. So I recommended that he do follow the next steps with being recruited. So now it's, it's in the process with being paperwork and all that stuff. Um, so by maybe next week, he should be playing for St. Mary's University. And you have Bahamians, I think, playing at just about every level in Canada at the moment. Believe it or not, I think everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Period. I think everywhere. Uh, but every level in Canada, most definitely. Most definitely. How, how soon can we see a coach Smith? Because he says they approach you coach, for rec- recruiting. Now. But I mean, uh, but I mean, for like this, how, this, how they have recruiting, do you see a possibility where we could say in two years you use Coach Smith of St. Mary's? Or? Ooh. Uh, Let's speak it in existence. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Uh, let's just say the world would be in trouble if I am head coach <laughs> of a university. That, that would really, yeah, we we'd be on the map for sure. Because <laughs> we wouldn't just settle for going down one or two places. We'd be going around the world. Right, right, right. Making a difference and definitely getting our boys out there and girls. Yeah, I was, I was about I was about to say we we can't be that gender binary on this podcast. How was destroyed? It's twenty eighteen. me too. What, what are you talking about? And girls. Yeah. So at the Alino Franco has been killing it at the prep level at the prep level in in Canada. Yep. You've got you've got a ton a ton of Bahamians. We mentioned at the at the collegiate level. Right. The high school level in Canada is something that I feel like it's been untapped for us at this point. How young are you trying? to get your recruits uh there is there is a, a school just came into existence i think two years ago alifax prep but two two or three years ago and um they're open to recruiting as long as the kid is special yeah uh, so if you're in grade nine or ten and you're you're like I say special you, you're gone yeah I don't want to invest in that I know Gino's done that at uh, at Ridley he had Shamar Burroughs and, and mm-hmm. then his son was also there right. Livingston Bromwell it's, it's been a few of them so the next step for Empower basketball the immediate future this is before you even branch off to the other sports right. because you want to specialize in the yes, one that you yes. know best yeah. so the next step the immediate future you want something done within the next year or two okay. what's that so i i'm glad you asked that this is probably one of my favorite questions from you so far come, i have more <laughs> good at this come come august um we're, we're looking to uh, start our exchange program with um, with Canada, okay. and um, that's going to be a focal point not only to be recruited, but it's going to be a focal point to uh, help with sports tourism, with tourism, and uh, help with um, that cultural differences that we have. So it gives everybody at that youth level an idea as to what to expect um, before you actually be school in Canada so the plan is to go ahead and have about 30 kids uh, 
on board, come over to Canada, well, mainly Halifax first because that's where we live. Um, meet the coaches, see some of the schools, see some of the food. It's uh, A lot of people aren't aware that the food is different. <laughs> um, my very first time there, just, just getting off topic quickly. Um, I didn't know what poutine was. Oh, yeah. you gotta know what poutine is. <laughs> I didn't know what poutine well, see that they're young, so they don't have the kind of nights that I had in Canada. So <laughs> those are the kind of nights that lead you to the poutine. Yeah, but poutine, yeah, donairs and and uh, Caesar, not Caesar salad, but these Caesar cocktails. I can't drink it because I'm allergic to shellfish, and that have clamato juice in it. Clam, mato. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought it was gross, uh, but people, that's their number one drink in Canada, Clamato. Um, but I digress from that, leading back to with this exchange, it will definitely help with giving people uh, a great exposure as to what Canada has to offer. Because everyone just, just thinks about Toronto and like that, on the sun, like so much more than Canada. Yeah. I mean, but I was <coughs> about to say, though, you could start the exchange program here by just forcing <laughs> and go to, go to all six. of them to listen to Drake albums, <laughs> like straight through. You start with so far gone and work your way all the way up to more life, to more life. easily you that, can easily do that. that's the primer oh yeah <laughs> me and timmy are going to be in charge of that on this end before they get up we, to we Halifax. Grab, we them. yeah I see timothy muggle into some drake song anyway, i'd lose my mind this, yeah. this, this was not a dancer drake's gonna be on who that it's pretty good getting back to it uh come 2019 uh that's when things get interesting we'd, we'd love to be the hosting um party to have Canadians come down here so that we can show them what what it's like to actually work out on the beach what it's like take to the fray yeah like them all that and uh, it's something that I'm really really blessed and privileged to be in a position to say I'm about to take on so it's, it's really exciting I love the program. Um, anytime there are Bahamians, especially young Bahamians, giving back to the basketball community because we don't we don't have a lot of that. So if there's anything that we can do to support that, whether it's just getting the word out. Right. For some reason, these kids listen to us because they don't re- <laughs> they don't realize that we don't know what they're what we're doing yet. So they listen to us. So so we'll be a part of this in any way you want us to. Anytime you're here, just let us know what's up. That sounds awesome. We will be there to support. That's awesome. So, Tim, so you did a good job bringing O to the studio. <laughs> I took for two. I got. I got to keep. I every one, every once in a while, he, he does. <laughs> he, he, has, he has some gems and some ideas, and and I got to listen to him every so often. <laughs> so, oh, 2020. Uh, we might have eight new buddy. We still trying to free air going. Oh yeah, we got. How do you feel? How do you feel about stuff. uh? Uh, chances of you know qualifying for the Olympics. Yeah, you gotta be careful with this question too. Why no, I, no, I, I want you to say what you really feel. No, stop. Why are you careful so much? You gotta stop being so careful. All right. See, the reason why I always have to reflect back to that is I I've been through it. I've been through you know the national team that that, that but, feeling. You know? But that's why you just gotta let it fly. Okay. So uh, with having with having these personnel in place. Uh, that that's not even half the battle. Yes, it looks great on paper, mm-hmm. but are you gonna pick these guys up a day or two before you travel? Like we've been accustomed to doing that in the past. How has that been working for us? You know what I mean? Like we sh- we should change that. You want me to say it for you? What you really want to say? <laughs> yes, though, because he can say it. Who's coaching them? Yeah, because I didn't want to say it. Who's coaching them? And, uh, That's a pretty big question. <laughs> I feel it, fall, it falls on, on something that uh, can definitely relate to uh, how, how is other teams, how, how, how are they so good? 
but when we when we match up against them, we we just don't even look like a team. I mean, we saw what happened when we played Canada a couple of weeks ago. It was, it was like two different sports. We were there. Yeah, well, not, was, not here in in Canada. Like, yeah, we were we were with them most of the time. So it was it went from. Okay, we we in Canada, we ready to go, and you would have a shift in just the aura. And uh, I, I've never where, seen where the that. gals at? Uh, pretty much. I mean, that's an important question. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun question. After you play the game, after you play the game. I mean, they say always be prepared. So you, gotta, you should know it right before the game. I'm not saying you gotta act on it, but at least know and be prepared, because it only takes. Them. Anyway. <laughs> We talked a lot of Bahamian basketball. We cannot have a hoop head in the studio without talking NBA playoffs. Playoffs get started on Saturday. We just got to jump right into it. I want the Heat to knock out the process. Go ahead. I'll let you. The Heat have to knock out the it. process. Wade finally home. So we Wade last year in the in, in the NBA. I need this to go to the second round. I'm sure you two have been talking basketball your entire lives. So this Strangely is not. What? Strangely not. How have you hung around him? So good because um in primary school we used to we was like nerds with like Dragon Ball Z. I used to buy Gundam Wing. You can to, you can be both. Yeah, but no, I, I was, was both. I used to live vicariously through Olin. Okay. Basketball wise in primary school and then like I said, even in soccer up until grade eight. So it's where like after he left soccer, it's when I started really like talking yeah, about. So, ah. Yeah, after he left. I didn't know this dude was even into sports like that. I came back uh, after my prep days and I was like, Timothy is the man. You know what? It's when he realized you actually can't shoot energy beams <laughs> through your wrist. And at that moment when he realized he couldn't do that, he said, you know what? Basketball's good. I can actually shoot a basketball, so there you go. Let me make the shift. That's awesome. So who's your who's your NBA squad? Uh, for a long time, I've been rooting for LeBron. Um... That's a good call. Like, you don't even have to elaborate on that. That's fine. <laughs> I've been rooting for him for a long time. Uh, but I, I, I can't tell you how the team. Um, I enjoy the playoffs more so than the, the season. I, I don't really watch it much. However, Philly has definitely piqued my interest. Yeah, I, I, I was a fan from um, like two or three years now. I thought, I didn't think, I say, I made a, I actually made some money. Yeah. I said they were going to make the playoffs this year, but I didn't think it was going to make third seed. So I'm now, I'm split. Like, I want to make the playoffs, but they play my favorite team. So. Oh, they about to wash y'all. But um, <laughs> the home, the home team for you, I, I, I guess the Raptors would have to be, even though you live in, in, in Halifax. The Raptors. The Raptors have been, I feel like, in the same spot of purgatory since they got Kyle Lowry there and he had DeMar DeRozan in the backcourt. What reason do we have to think that this year is any different? Uh, Be diplomatic. This is your home team. You have no reason. Zero. Wait, Zero. wait, wait. You weren't diplomatic with them, but you were with everything else? Keep in else? mind, though, that they play in the second round. It will be the Cavs or Sister Raptors in the second round. Yeah. The Are you going, to, you going to the game? You, I, I hope you go. I, I, I'm trying to go to one. Like, okay. If we could, we'll make it. Because second round, that should be my birthday week, like May-ish. Well, then, there you go. We yeah. should make that a date. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but <laughs> this, this, this is so funny that... The only difference with Toronto team is DeRozan. He actually took his game up a little bit. Like he, Head, he been, yeah, he was hitting threes this year. He's been focused. I'll tell you what he did. Instead of taking twenty long range two pointers a game, he took a step back a little bit and started shooting threes. And he's been, he's been more so focused on those spots that I mentioned earlier in the podcast. It's not just threes, but he's finding those spots. And also, I think the game kind of shifted. 
to help the Raptors. Oh yeah, a bit. yeah, yeah. He he moved from being this is my team to how can I get us out of this kind of drought. Because without La- Larry has to step up to it. If he doesn't, he and he always falls in the playoffs. He always, he always, he has horrible playoffs. Well, that's why I say no <clears throat> chance to, you know, you think the rookie is cool. OG is cool, I but mean, I, I need. Uh, I feel like you haven't been listening to enough Drake. Like, <laughs> something's <laughs> been going on. I feel like since you've been back, you've been listening to too much. Too much Drake is What what is happening here? <laughs> but now to you, third seed. I didn't know you were gonna be the third seed. Part of the Trailblazers. Why you didn't know that, man? Because. You know, the only ch- I, 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 I with a crap. Timothy, so, yeah. I will revoke all of your basketball stripes, <laughs> which means you didn't know. It was clearly the Trailblazers have clearly been the third best team in the Western Conference ever. Since I ain't gonna lie, damn album was solid though. I think it's damn his new album. It was damn's new album. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ever since I saw him do the horrible Mohawk twist, I know we were destined to great wow. things because if you look at once a player stops caring so much about how he looks, <laughs> game skyrockets. <laughs> It's something that we don't teach enough here, but it's reality, though. Just for the record, Lillard cost me Lewis $300 last night. Good. Just, he had, just his, just his, his extra three cost me come in second place in my fantasy league. I'm concerned about your gambling, Timothy. This is the second <laughs> reference yeah. that you've made. Yeah, second <laughs> reference that you've made to either winning or losing when money. When you basketball. Listen, Once a year. Once a year. Pompers cost a lot, you know. Boy, why Pompers tomorrow? <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. That's why I'm upset. That was more Pompers. I'm trying to tell you. Weddings are expensive, too. <laughs> Yeah, my buddy. G. <laughs> you know what? Keep gambling. Keep gambling. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Uh-huh. All right. This podcast has been fun. We need to get you back just to talk strictly NBA because we're going to be doing that over the course of the playoffs. We love Timmy. Make you know what? We're just going to call in Timmy because we can't have Timmy talking about the Heat for a whole podcast. No, <laughs> so we'll probably we'll probably call in. Well, Timmy this rate will be, we'll be up by the time we come back because you because you clearly think we got to get got to get washed. So we ain't gonna be in the playoffs. No more. Facts. <laughs> All right, so Empower Basketball, check it out one more time before you leave. Let everybody know how they can how they can reach the program. If you want to support it, if you want to be a part of it, if you want to just learn more, how they can contact you just to get the details of this kind of thing. Uh, you can follow me directly through Empower Sports Network, um, or you can find it on Instagram. Uh, you can go ahead and find me direct, uh, find myself, Olin Smith, and I could forward you to it if you have some trouble. And uh, we have a website that's in the works, and we have some fun videos that's coming out with uh, the Luthra and with uh, D.W. Davis highlights and stuff coming up. And a little documentary is, is releasing very soon from Canada to pretty much explain um, what this uh, brand is all about. Um, if you haven't caught it all through the podcast, you can definitely see it through Instagram and whatnot. All right. Thanks for being in the studio. Thank you, Timmy, for doing your, your job. Appreciate it. <laughs> we appreciate that. All right. This has been the 10th Year Seniors Podcast. Y'all stay woke. All right. Kick out. I think that, that might have been the most fluent. Give us a second. Give us a second.